بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد وسلم علی رسول الکریم اما بعد This is the discussion we had started yesterday. This kitab is a compilation of the various malfuzat statements of Hazrat Mashaf Ali Thani regarding aspects of Islam. So it's not on one particular topic. These are all various advices regarding different topics of Islam and other advice as well in terms of general aspects. اخلاق رضیلہ کا مختصر علاج فرمایا کہ اخلاق رضیلہ کا مختصر علاج یہ ہے کہ تعمل و تحمل مختصر علاج دا شارٹ کٹ ٹو ٹریٹنگ آل دی ویریس ایلمنٹس آف دا ہارٹ دا ایول کوالٹیز ریکٹیفائنگ ون سیلف So the مختصر علاج of it is تحمل تأمل و تحمل یعنی جو کام کرے سوچ کر کے کرے کہ شرعن جائز ہے یا نہیں اور جلدی نہ کرے بلکہ تحمل سے کام کیا کرے تأمل تأمل means to think to ponder and تحمل to be tolerant to take things without haste so see, these are the two things if a person adopts One is ta'ammul, in other words, before he does anything, he first thinks that what I'm going to do is this correct in terms of deen. In terms of shariat, is this correct? Now, one is something that's more glaring, very easy to understand is a person is going to be, for example, doing some business transaction, so he must think first. And then if he doesn't know himself, he must ask somebody. Somebody is going to be doing something, undertaking some task. So in these things, It's easy to understand that a person should think. But a person is about to blurt something out, about to say something. He's about to make some comment. At that time, very rarely we ever think about thinking. That is this going to be according to the command of Allah Ta'ala and the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala or it will be the opposite. So this ta'ammul goes across the board in all these aspects. Whether it is some thing that we are about to embark on, which is something we are going to say. It takes a while for a person to practice on this and make this a habit. That even before saying something, to first think, before doing anything, that brief, it might be maybe sometimes a five second thought, a five second pondering, that this, is it going to be correct? Or is it going to be suddenly that five second thinking over it, It will become apparent, Allah forbid sometimes, that no, this is ghibat. This is ghibat, so how can I now engage in this talk? This is haram. Or this is going to hurt somebody's feeling. So this is not correct for me to talk this. So this is the first aspect, ta'ammul. And the other is tahammul. In other words, a person should not do things in haste. Do things first after thinking, wait, take, it, take a time. Ya ittila wa ittiba. And if a person... Sometimes, in the case of the Ammul, after thinking also, he is not sure what's the right thing to do. So then, Ittila and Ittiba. Then he should inform his Shaykh of what the issue is and follow the advice and guidance of what he should do. Yani, apne ahwal wa a'mal se Shaykh ko muttali karte rahe, 
اور اس کی تجویز پر عمل کرے دیٹ از اے پرسن شوڈ دین انفارم دا شیخ آف وٹ وٹ ایور ہیز کنڈیشنز آر وٹ ایور دا سچویشن از وٹ دا ایسپیکٹس مے بی پرٹیننگ ٹو ہز لائف آر اینڈ دین وٹ ایور دا شیخ ہیز پرسکرائبڈ ہی شوڈ ایکٹ اکارڈنگلی یا انقیاد و اعتماد یعنی اپنے شیخ کی اطاعت کاملہ کرے اور جو کچھ کہے اس پر اعتماد کرے دس از دا سیم ایسپیکٹ بینگ ایکسپینڈیڈ that then the issue is that he should have full confidence in his sheikh and whatever he has prescribed he should then follow that this is something which on the one hand if a person is referring to someone and he takes the advice then very very seldom it will be that he might make a decision that he would regret later if he first makes that a standard procedure in anything out of the ordinary that he will first take the advice that this i don't know whether i should be stepping towards the right or left here what action should i be taking in this matter so anything out of the ordinary if he makes that his standard procedure of first making mashwara of first taking advice or informing of the situation and asking what should be the way forward that's the advice then because this is something that comes with the barakat of mashwara allah taala puts barakat in that mashwara and as a result of that barakat of the mashwara inshallah he would be guided towards that which would be the better thing to do so this would make it such that inshallah he would really have to regret the decision sometimes some things don't go as planned but this would generally be the case this aspect of mashwara there's two things involved in here one is that a person has taken mashwara regarding something now that's not a matter that directly pertains to deen in the sense that there are two options which are both fine in terms of permissibility neither of it is anything impermissible and it's clear cut and a person has sought mashwara about it that should i do a or b then as far as possible unless there is something really compelling as far as possible then since he has sought the mashwara he should try and keep up to the mashwara then now both are permissible he is not obliged to do any one particular thing he could have for example now a person is planning that now he wanted to go somewhere wanted to go overseas for whatever and now he took some advice that these are the situations at home whatever the case is and this is what i was planning so should i go or shouldn't go so now he sought the mashwara he came to ask for the mashwara so when he sought the mashwara and now he was given some direction some guidance then as far as possible it's something then he should abide by now it's not impermissible for him to do something else but many a times when he has sought the mashwara and he asked for a decision and then a person goes against that experience has been that it often something or the other doesn't work out 
Because now it's going against that barakat of, in that decision. This is not something again of halal haram now. And if that is something that he finds, no, it's not going to work out for him, for whatever the reasons are, then there's no harm in reconsulting. That, look, this was the decision of the mashwara, but I feel that these are going to be the difficulties in taking this route. That might be reviewed. There's no harm in, so to say, suggesting that should we really look into this. But without that, to just go ahead and do something might not turn out for the better. This is not again some masla of deen. This is not some ruling of halal and haram. Hazrat Barira radiallahu ta'ala anha, she was married to a person who she was a slave woman and she was married to another person, another slave. And the rule is that when a slave woman becomes freed, while she is married off to somebody, she becomes freed, the master frees her. So then she is at liberty to decide whether she wants to continue with that nikah that she has been married off into or to terminate it. At the time that she suddenly got her freedom, now there's no slaves anymore, the time when this existed, this was the rule, this was the law. So she became freed, Aisha Radilana freed her. So now she got the choice now, whether she wanted to continue with this nikah or not. She decided she doesn't want to continue with it. The husband was now extremely uh, desirous of continuing with this nikah, he didn't want to have this terminated now. But the choice was hers. So he came to Nabi Wasallam and said that, please convince her. Nabi Wasallam called her. So she asked that, is this a command or is it a suggestion? If it's a command, then obviously there's no question about anything. If it's a command, then no matter what the personal feelings may be, but that command will be fulfilled. Nabi Wasallam said, no, it's not a command. So then she expressed that what is her feeling that what she wants to do, she wants to terminate it. Nabi also accepted it. So though initially there was on the level of a suggestion that look, this is his pleading, but when she made her situation known, look, I don't want to continue with this, whatever her reasons were, Nabi also accepted that. So that became the final decision of the mashwara. And she went along with it. So there's no harm in having that reviewed, so to say. But as far as possible, if a person has sought mashwara, then he should abide by the mashwara. And if there's something that new has come up, or perhaps some angle wasn't considered, as far as he thinks this particular point didn't come across, then he can get it reviewed by all means. There's no harm in that. فرمایا کہ شہرت سے this is another topic now شہرت فرمایا کہ شہرت سے دینی و دنیاوی دونوں طرح ضرر ہوتا ہے مگر یہ وہ شہرت ہے جو اختیار و طلب سے حاصل ہو اور جو شہرت غیر اختیاری ہو وہ نعمت ہے حضرت says popularity becoming famous this has it is detrimental for one's دین and for one's دنیا also popularity is detrimental for one's deen 
and for one's dunya also. Nevertheless, this is that popularity that a person tries to achieve by his own effort. He tries to make himself popular and gain some kind of popularity of some sort. This is very detrimental for one's deen and for one's dunya. And that which came without any kind of effort, then that is something different. جی کمال کیا ہے فرمایا کہ شہوات دنیا موجب نقص نہیں ہے بلکہ یہی موجب کمال ہے ٹاٹ کا پردہ زانی نہ ہو تو کیا کمال ہے اندھا نظر بد نہ کرے تو کیا کمال ہے بلکہ کمال تو یہ ہے کہ حسن کا ادراک اور اس کی طرف طبیعت میں میلان بھی ہو پھر بھی نامحرم کو آنکھ اٹھا کر نہ دیکھے This is a very important malfuz and something which is a very common issue. Well, is saying that a person having the inclinations towards various things, having the aspect of sometimes lust rising within him, these are not in itself any issues of deficiency in a person. Rather, this is the catalyst for perfection. Rather than give an example, he says, start kaparada for understanding. Somebody says, this door, this door never committed zina. So, door is an inanimate object. So, what, what's so great about nothing? There is no question about it. A person says that this person who's blind, person is blind. He has never cast a lustful glance. So he is blind, what he is going to cast any glance? The person who, as it says, husn ka idraak, aur uski taraf tabiyat mein melan bhi ho, he is perceiving the beauty, and there is a strong inclination in his heart also. And despite that, he doesn't cast any haram glance. This is Kamal. And this will take him to Kamal. Now this is that very important aspect which many people have quite a battle within themselves and the hope within them is that I must not even have any such inclinations, I must not be tempted in any way, I must not experience any kind of issue in this regard. Our Hazrat in speaking about this used to say that this is person wishing that I don't be insan anymore. I should rather become an angel or something. I live in the heavens. In dunya, insan live in dunya. It was the Anbiya Ali Musalatu Salam who were masoom, completely sinless. The rest of insan, Allah Ta'ala has created these natural things in a person. But this is the kamal that he does not allow anything to take him towards that which Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. He doesn't take any step towards that which Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. So now these temptations are there, these inclinations are there, and he is suppressing that from haram. That becomes the fuel of taqwa. The fuel of taqwa, that which makes the engine of taqwa move. 
or the firewood of taqwa. Now he needs to light that fire, the fire of taqwa in his heart, the fire of the love of Allah Ta'ala. The fuel of that are these inclinations, are these temptations. That every time he was tempted towards something, tempted to cast some haram glance, tempted to talk the wrong thing, tempted to listen to something haram, tempted to do anything else which was not permissible. So at that time there is a pressure in the heart. There is a tug of war within. But he does not give in to that. He undertakes that pressure. But he says Allah Ta'ala is watching, Allah Ta'ala is away. So this is something that I will not give in to. So the end result of that would be that this now ignites the fire of taqwa. It ignites the fire of the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Because why is he not doing it? He's not doing it for any insan. He's not doing it because he loves Allah Ta'ala. Or because he wants to love Allah Ta'ala. He has the azmat of Allah Ta'ala, the greatness of Allah Ta'ala in his heart. So now out of the greatness of Allah Ta'ala, he is obeying Allah Ta'ala's command. So he's sacrificing for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. When he keeps doing this repeatedly, this then develops that muhabbat for Allah Ta'ala. When a person keeps sacrificing for someone, then that's going to create a bond, an attachment from both ends. When he sacrifices for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala's muhabbat comes for him. And that brings in his heart the muhabbat for Allah Ta'ala. Our, any, even our asking from Allah Ta'ala is the grace of Allah Ta'ala upon us. A person making Toba also, it is first the grace of Allah Ta'ala that he got the tawfiq of Toba. The Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala turned his attention of grace towards them so that they may repent. So that too is not anybody's personal achievement that I made Toba and I was involved in this, that and the other, but mashallah I made Toba, Alhamdulillah, that's an excellent thing he made Toba. But not something to gloat over and to boast over that this is something, my achievement. I gave up all these things. Indeed, that's an excellent thing a person made Toba. But that Toba too was the grace of Allah Ta'ala. That too was his tawfiq. So for one moment a person cannot become boastful over anything. That this is something I did of my accord. That too is something he has to make shukar on. Turn to Allah Ta'ala in shukar for that tawfiq also. For that tawfiq of Tawbah as well. Ji, rehen sehen mein sahulat ki riayat. Farmaya ke hadith mein hai ke sab se bara ajar is iadat mein hai jo halki ho aur taaziyat ek bar hona chahiye. Is hadith mein sahulat muasharat ki kis qadar riayat hai. There's another topic where it says in the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that if a person is going to visit somebody who is ill, is going for iyadat. Now this is something of great merit, great reward. The Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, a person who goes to visit somebody who is ill, then 70,000 angels make dua makhfirat for him. Another Hadith that a caller calls out from the skies, meaning an angel, that Nadahu munadin bi antibta. You've done something very great, very excellent. Wataba mamshak. Even your walking is most excellent. Meaning going in this direction to go visit somebody who is sick, that too is most excellent. Meaning Allah Ta'ala is pleased with this. 
and وَتَبَوَّأْتَ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ manzila. You have built an abode for yourself in Jannat. So these are very great rewards. And this is the thing that a person is going for iyadat somewhere, he should bring to mind these rewards and go with that intention. That iyadat is sunnat, so he's going to fulfill the sunnat and he's going to acquire these rewards as well. Why this is very important to bring this to mind? That the purpose of that iyadat must not be just to also that I need to now, it's my relative, somebody, now my cousin, uncle or whoever, if I don't go, he'll say now this road didn't come. So now he's going to just fill the register now. So we deprive ourselves of all these rewards. The reward of fulfilling the sunnat, and that is beyond our imagination what that reward is. And then these rewards that have been mentioned, so it must not be a customary thing. Every action of ours, the first line or the first malfus that we discussed today, that ta'ammul, thinking first, that is even in these things, thinking in the sense that, is my intention correct? What I'm doing is good, but first thinking, is my intention right? And if not, to then rectify the intention, not to stop the amal. That is also the trap of shaitan. The trap of shaitan is that a person thinks that I don't think I have the necessary ikhlas, so rather, now I, there's no point in doing this, so rather leave it. So when he leaves it, who won? Shaitan won that pure bulk of ikhlas has to be poured into some vessel, the vessel of the heart. Now a person says, well, this glass is not clean, so throw the glass away. So if you throw the glass away, he's going to pour the milk. Yes, so clean the glass out, clean it out and pour the milk in it. So likewise, the heart was tainted with some ulterior motive, some wrong intention, but by pondering for that brief moment, that became apparent to him that this is not the correct intention I have in my heart. So now he saw the dirt in the glass, so rinse it out, make the intention correct, make istighfar from the wrong intention, rectify the intention, and go ahead with the amal. Because that is now defeating shaitan. Shaitan was first trying to make sure that that amal never takes place. But now when the person started embarking on that amal, shaitan now starts tainting his intention. So that fine, if he's going to do it also, he must still achieve nothing out of it. So if a person left out the amal itself, then that was shaitan's first effort. That the amal should not happen in itself. So he gave into shaitan's game. So the thing is to make that amal, but to rectify the intention. And if there was still some deficiency in it, to make istighfar upon it, among the various formulas of istighfar that have been mentioned in the hadith, one of it which we discussed perhaps one of the mornings, one of the discussions we had, this is really something very, very comprehensive. It takes care of all the various issues that we should be generally making istighfar from. When Nabi Sallallahu says, Allahumma inni astaghfiruka lima tubtu ilayka minhu summa uttu fi. This is talim for the ummad. The Ammiya Alim Salatu Salam are masoom, completely sinless. This is teaching us how we should be making istighfar. Allahumma inni astaghfiruka lima tubtu ilayka minhu summa uttu fi. 
Ya Allah, I'm seeking forgiveness from that which I had repented and broke that repentance. I'm now seeking forgiveness from having broken that repentance. In other words, he'll repent again. But having broken that original repentance, he's making istighfar from that. That was something that was a pledge with Allah Ta'ala. That I will never go back to this. So I broke that pledge. So I'm making istighfar on that. وَأَسْتَغْفِرُكَ لِمَا أَعْطَيْتُكَ مِن نَفْسِي ثُمَّ لَمْ أُوفِي لَكَ بِهِ Ya Allah, I'm making istighfar from those promises I made to you. Then I didn't keep up to it. Sometimes a person is in a situation, he's in a fix. And then he makes a lot of promises to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, you sort this financial problem out of mine. Take me out of this difficulty. Allah, I will be very punctual in my five times salah. I realize all this is due to my salah not being in order, but now I'm making a firm pledge. My salah will be in order. Unfortunately, sometimes we barter with Allah Ta'ala. In the Hadith Sharif it comes, sometimes a person takes a vow. He takes a vow that if certain work of mine gets done, then I will give this in sadaqah. Now that becomes a vow if that work gets accomplished, or whatever he had now subjected that vow to, if that happens, then that's wajib now to fulfill. So Nabi Salaam says, now that's the masla now, the masla is being explained, that it will be now compulsory to fulfill that vow. But this is a way, innama yustakhraju bihi min al-bakhil. This is a way that Allah Ta'ala extracts something out from a miser. What this means? It means now he is in itself, he didn't do anything haram, but this was something like he's bartering with Allah Ta'ala. You first do my work, then I'll do something for you. Whereas, the procedure should have been, now he is in a difficulty, he wants something to be resolved, so he wants to be, it to be resolved, the way to resolve it is to get the mercy of Allah Ta'ala in it. So what's the procedure? That which he was supposed to vow about, that if my work gets done, if it gets done, then I'll give this in sadaqah. No, give that sadaqah first. Give that sadaqah first and now make dua. Ya Allah, accept this sadaqah and with the barakat of this also, make this work of mine easy. Not first, Ya Allah, you do my work, you sort my thing out. If it gets sorted out, then I'll do this. If it gets sorted out, then he should do something else also. Make shukar on that as well. But the starting point should be, first do the amal. First make that nafil salah already, the salatul haja. Make the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. Give that sadaqah and make dua. So this is the procedure that he should adopt in all his aspects. So this is also something we branch off from this, that in terms of iyadat. Now a person is going to visit somebody who is ill. So the intention now, the intention mustn't be that this is just now because it's a customary thing. If this is a close relative, if I don't go, then it won't look right. It's a friend of mine now. If I don't go visit him, it'll seem like now I'm no more his friend. So now this is not the intention to go. The intention is the sunnah of Rasulullah Intention is to gain all these great rewards. And if we detected the wrong intention, to clean out that intention and still do the amal. So the hadith Dadullah Muhadir Makki Rahmatullah he used to explain it in this way. This is not a kind of encouragement that a person should do something with the wrong intention. But this is something 
meant to give a person some tasalli, some kind of consolation, that you continue with the amal and keep making the effort to do it with complete ikhlas, that ikhlas will come. What you used to say is that first something happens, it happens with riya. Meaning generally, unfortunately, insan is weak, so more often than not, more often than not, things start off on that note. But it doesn't mean that a person is deliberately intending to do it with Riyadh. That he's planning beforehand, I'm going to make this two rakas namaz now, because I want to impress somebody. But what happens is that he started off, we were talking about those formulas of istighfar and comes back to the same point again, we, two things we discussed. The third aspect, the third istighfar is exactly this point itself. That was astaghfiruka. Well, the third aspect was astaghfiruka li ni'amil lati taqawwaytu biha ala ma'asiyatik. Ya Allah, I seek your forgiveness for having used all those ni'mats which I used to disobey you with. I took strength from your ni'mats to disobey you. What a great crime this is. And the fourth one, astaghfiruka li kulli khayrin aradtu bihi wajhak. فَخَالَطَنِي فِيهِ مَعْلِي سَلَكَ Allah, I seek forgiveness for every good that I started off doing for you. But in between, shaitan came and hijacked me. My niyat got hijacked somewhere in between. So, it started off for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. But in between, some, the niyat got adulterated in some way, got corrupted somewhere. Unfortunately, initially, that's how it sometimes starts off. A person falters wakes up, carries on, corrects the intention, again somewhere that the intention went off the track, again he corrects it. So it starts off on that note. Then gradually, but he continues with the amal. He doesn't stop the amal. In time, that amal becomes adat. First it was on the note of almost riya. Then that thought of riya goes away. Because now this has become part of his system now, so nobody is noticing anything he was now not in the masjid, for example, for a long time. So now the first time he comes, everybody notices. And that's a wrong comment to make. The way you lost your way today. He didn't lose his way, he found his way. So that's something to be very happy about, mashallah, that he found his way. So now that first day, everybody notices he's around. But now he's coming regularly. After some time, he's there every day. And person sometimes standing next to him, you don't notice he's there. So what happened? He also doesn't feel anything about that he did anything great, he came. So likewise, a person started off some nawafil. Now initially, he's conscious of it. I don't know who's watching, what's going on. But after a while, that no more stays in his mind now, because that's done now. Everybody finished him now. There's nothing to show anybody. Everybody finished him, makes zikr now. Not that he should be doing it initially to show anybody, but now everybody saw it. Now what's the, what's the point in showing anybody? Every day he's doing that amal. It's now become a standard thing. So it then itself becomes an adat. It became part of his routine. A habit almost. But he still continues with it, still trying to further improve it. That adat then in time becomes ibadat. That adat then becomes ibadat. Now the rue and soul comes into it. Where he's not just doing it for the sake of doing it. Doing it just because it's become a routine. 
But every time he's doing it, he's doing it out of the love of Allah Ta'ala. He's doing it because he wants to get closer to Allah Ta'ala with this one more amal. Not just because it's well, something I do every day, so I've got to do it. So in any case, the point is that that amal must not stop at any cost. That amal must continue. In that amal will come ikhlas, inshallah. In that amal will come all the various qualities. But it requires continuously refreshing that intention. And making istighfar on top. This istighfar is teaching us the same lesson. أَسْتَغْفِرُكَ لِكُلِّ خَيْرٍ أَرَدْتُ بِهِ وَجْهَكَ فَخَالَتَنِي فِيهِ مَا Allah, I seek your forgiveness for every good that I started off doing for you alone. But then in between some other intentions came and corrupted the ikhlas in it. Say, Allah, forgive me for that as well. So when he will continue in this manner, inshallah, that will become ibadat very soon. Maud asan hone or azad zindagi guzarne ki tarkib. What is the prescription of making death easy upon one and living a free life? It says that in the hadith, if you have a good time, you will be able to do it. And if you have a good time, you will be able to do it. And if you have a good time, you will be able It's mentioned in the hadith sharif. Don't commit sin, that will be easy for you. Don't commit sin, that will be easy. So that's the prescription for an easy death. That a person refrain from sin. And don't take loans, you will live a free life. And an easy life. This is something that is permissible in Sharia. It's established in Sharia also. Even Nabi Salaam took some loans sometimes. But this was to show the boundary. Loans, borrowing, if a person borrowed for anything for that matter, provided he has the intention and he has the dominant feeling in his mind that he has the ability to pay this off according to the arrangement. Whatever the arrangement is, inshallah his means are such that he will be able to inshallah fulfill it in time. So in principle, it is permissible. And it comes in the Hadith Sharif, the person who takes a loan with the intention of fulfilling it. And Allah Ta'ala assists him in doing so. And a person who takes a loan, but already his intention is corrupted. That he is already thinking of, well, how will pull this? Maybe not even pay it. Then the help of Allah Ta'ala is gone, and Allah Ta'ala brings about, then, then this brings about destruction in his own wealth also. So, in principle, taking a loan is permissible with these conditions, that he has the dominant aspect in his mind that inshallah he will be able to fulfill it as per the arrangement and this is something which he has the full intention of paying it as well. But, if you find in all the aspects that have been mentioned about loans in the ahadith, etc., it was all on the basis of dire necessity. There weren't loans and borrowings happening for the sake of comfort and luxury. It was for the sake of necessity. Unfortunately nowadays, much of this is for the sake of comfort and luxury. And now comfort and luxury comes at a price. And if the person could have afforded that comfort and luxury in the first place, he wouldn't have needed that loan. 
So now for the comfort and luxury, he took it. And very often now he's unable to fulfill it. So this now becomes a very major issue. Luqman said to his son, avoid taking debts. Avoid taking loans. This is a means of disgrace in the day and worry at night. At night he's sleeping, but he can't sleep. That is now the person who has a conscience. Otherwise, Allah forbid, if the conscience is not there, then the person will sleep without any care. So it's a means of sleeplessness at night, and during the day now, he's trying to always be alert that I mustn't bump into the creditor. Now he suddenly sees him in the masjid now, this person is standing on one end of the masjid, so he's trying to take the other end. Because now he mustn't bump into him, because the person now will say that it's already so long past the due date, where's my money now? So now this is a kind of disgrace now. The person now will suddenly maybe in front of somebody ask him, so now how does he avoid this? So all the time now he's ducking and diving. So out of need, that is something different. But for comforts and luxuries, that is something to be very, very careful about. This is something person makes sabr when he can afford it. Then by all means, whatever Allah has made available to him, accordingly within his means, he can afford some luxury, some comfort, that's fine. He's using it and making shukar upon it. That's a ni'mat from Allah Ta'ala. The azan is a few minutes away today. Inshallah we'll continue. Uh, azan is half past. Quarter past. Quarter past. Yeah, Inshallah. Allah Ta'ala give us coffee. Whatever we've discussed over these days, today is the last day of Ramadan. Allah Ta'ala make it a means of hidayat for us. All these discussions are for amal. For me first and foremost, for all of us, this is for us to practice upon it. And as we discussed one of the nights, that one of the very important aspects in all this is, there's so many discussions we've heard, but to digest it. And to digest it requires that a person gives some time to think about it, one one lesson at a time, to think about it. And to think how I'm going to bring this into my life, how I'm going to remove this negative aspect from my life, by thinking about it, pondering over it, inshallah, this will come into us. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, 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 al